So the year came to an end, 2021, with, uh, yeah, a bunch of shitty, shitty stuff happening. And mostly, I mean, in the, in the celebrity world. Betty White died on New Year's Eve. John Madden died on the 28th, I believe. I think it was Tuesday, last Tuesday. And, uh, yeah, it's weird. I've always joked with, with my friends and with Kimmy and stuff that, like, if I start talking about somebody dying, then there's, unfortunately, uh, more often than not, they uh, they drop dead. Uh, I mentioned on this podcast, when they first showed the preview for that Madden, the All Madden special that was on Christmas last week, uh, when they first showed that commercial, I thought, oh no, he died. They're they're having a Madden tribute because he's dead, and then I said, "Oh, well, he's on the show." So that's fun. He's uh, he's back, and I remember. I mean, I was speculating like, "Hey, maybe maybe he'll be well enough to just go like sit in a booth at a at a Forty ers game or something that's close to his house." Which I guess really a Forty ers game would be about the only option because there's no more Raiders in in Oakland. Uh, I thought, yeah, maybe wouldn't that be great if they could get. Madden to just like just for five minutes to sit in the booth with somebody, uh, you know, with Aikman and Buck or something like that during one of the games. Obviously, that did not happen. Um, but it was you know there was some level of excitement, like hey, you know he's he's back. Madden at the age of eighty five is like he's in a special. Maybe we'll we'll hear from him a little bit more now. Maybe like yeah, that's cool. Even though he's eighty five, he's not getting any younger. Maybe we'll. Maybe he's just kind of getting antsy, wanted to be back in the spotlight. But clearly, you know, when you watch the special, it's like, oh man, this is this is basically a eulogy that he gets to be a part of. As people keep saying, he the saying is now uh, he got to have his flowers when he was still alive, which you know, I, I get it. Uh, that's not a saying you're going to hear me <laughs> use, but yeah, I mean, it was basically a eulogy for him. It was a look back at his coaching career. And his, you know, the video game stuff and his broadcasting career, it was everything. All the different, you know, he had multiple different, as his son said, every career that he had, and he had several different careers, every single one was a Hall of Fame career. He should be in the Hall of Fame as a coach. To me, if you're a coach and you coach a team and win the Super Bowl, you're in the Hall of Fame. Because how many people get to do that? Uh, If you have a 30-year broadcasting career, that is that changes the way stuff is done, not just in football, not just in broadcasting, but like, yeah, even as they say, like Turducken. Nobody knew about Turducken until Madden uh, Madden advertised Turducken all the time. You know, we still make jokes about Turducken. We used to go to the Firkin and Fox, and we would, all my friends from Barnes & Noble, we would join at the Firkin and Fox for drinks, and then we would prank call the store that we worked, our store <laughs> that we worked at, and asked for things that didn't exist. And what I called one time, I said, Hi, this is Isadora Burns. Do you have a CD called To Duck and Thoop? It's a jazz CD called To Duck and Thoop. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so, I mean, like, he's a Hall of Famer for that. And then the video game, my God. I mean, Madden football is the biggest thing ever. I still have somewhere, I still have my Genesis, my original John Madden. I know the first year it came out on the computer, and then in 1990 it came out on, on Genesis, but yeah, I mean, I still have that. It's incredible. Uh, I miss, I miss the, I wish I had an old Madden game from like 2000, 
2002 or 2001, like Madden 2002, where it was still Pat's, Pat Summerall and John Madden. And, uh, yeah, and then the ones, and then later it was Al Michaels and John Madden, and then Madden stopped doing it. But Madden still would lend his voice because he would, like, you could, instead of picking a play, you could just, you know, you could just ask Madden and he'll give you, here's, here's a play I would run. And then it's like, you know, so it's still cool. I would do that just so I could hear Madden talk. What you want to do here is you want to throw the ball. Here's a few plays to throw the ball. Uh, anyway. But it's funny because I'm like, I was watching that special, uh, you know, a little bit Sunday, I guess. And just watching him like, wow, he's he's definitely old now. He doesn't have that energy. He's He doesn't say much during the special. I'm guessing they didn't get a whole lot of comments from him. I don't know because he probably, he's mostly just sitting and watching the retrospective and everything. And, and it's really good. And he gets emotional and stuff. But I'm watching it. I'm like, oh, man, he's... Uh, you know, he came, uh, it was clear, like, watching him in the show, in the special, it's like, oh, he came, he came back to do this, and that's, like, the last thing for him to do. It's clear watching it. It's like, yeah, he's 85. I can't, I frankly am surprised, shocked he made it to 85, because he's always been huge. Just, you know, he's always been overweight, just a big guy. I can't imagine he eats the best things, but maybe he does. What do I know? But I think there's more to just a diet. It's like he, this guy. This is a guy who spent his life just being happy, or so it seems. He doesn't seem like a guy who battled depression at any point, you know. And then if he did, and this is also a guy who, if he got to a point where he was unhappy and didn't like what was going on in his life, he left and switched it over to something else. Coaching was consuming too much of his time, too much of his energy. He wasn't around his family as much, and he said, "Okay, I'm going to be done coaching now." And then he went into the broadcast booth, and it's like, okay. This is a, you know, it's a commitment during the football season, but then I'm sure he probably enjoyed the fact that like, okay, when the season's over, I don't have to go and spend all this time recruiting and drafting and putting together the new team and just nonstop, nonstop. And then the football, you know, he got to have time off when the football season ends, gets on the Madden cruiser and heads back home. And then he got to a point, and I remember when he retired because I was listening, you know, he was on the radio show every day, uh, the Daily Madden podcast I would download, and it was him calling into a, a, a local radio station every morning, and they would just talk to him for 10 minutes, and it was great. And he, like I said, he talked to him, you know, he was big into bocce ball. I, you know, I played Steve Mariucci in bocce ball, and, you know, just, just, you know, fun, just whatever, just whatever. He'd talk about football, he'd talk about baseball, he'd talk talking about his grandkids, playing sports, whatever. And he just, you know, he made it clear when he retired from broadcasting that uh, he just, he's like, yeah, I'm, it's enough. I'm done. I've done everything. I'm going to, you know, I went out on a, a Super Bowl with Al Michaels, got to broadcast the Super Bowl. It was great. And then he retired and he did the radio show, called into the radio show every day. And that's cool. Uh, but really, he just said, "I'm, I've, it's enough for me, and I'm going to go and just spend time with my." He's like, "I want to go to see my grandkids' games, see their sporting events, see their activities, spend time with my family, and just enjoy life." And that's what he did. It's a, it's a good lesson. <laughs> it's one that I've followed without really, you know, I'm not sitting here saying I'm following the John Madden method of, no, but I, you know, I put everything I do into what I'm doing, and then when it's no longer something I enjoy doing. I move on. 
And uh, yeah, and that's that's what he did. It's very similar to Johnny Carson to me, just in the sense that like if he was done with something, he finished. You know, how many of these coaches finish coaching and they say they're burnt out and they spend a few years in the broadcast booth? Even like Gruden, who was in the broadcast booth for what a decade almost, and you think, okay, he's really enjoying this Monday Night Football thing, and then it, but then it becomes evident, okay, he wants to coach. And then he went back and coached, and then he was uncovered what a piece of shit that he is, and now he's not doing any of those things anymore. But, you know, there's a lot of these guys. They go to the TV thing, and then they go back and coach, and then they go back and forth. Madden said, no, I've coached enough. I've won a Super Bowl. Coaching is done, and I'm never going to coach again. And he never did. And then he went to the broadcast booth, and he spent the majority of his time there. Pat Summerall on CBS, and then on Fox. And then with Al Michaels on ABC and then NBC. So he, got, he, he went to all four, the four major networks and did football. And it was the biggest thing that they had. You know, the Sunday games on CBS and Fox, if it was Madden and Summerall, it's like, yeah, this is the big game. Now it's Aikman and Buck eh, or Nance and Romo. Eh. But those are, that's when you know it's the big game, when those guys are there. Or, of course, the primetime games. Uh, but then he went and he got to do Monday Night Football with Al Michaels. He got to do Sunday Night Football. That 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 became the big thing. Like Monday Night Football is cool, um, but Sunday Night Football is where usually the big game takes place as far as primetime stuff goes. Uh, that's the one that gets the attention. That has the the All Star team. That's uh, yeah. That's that's where it's at. And he was the first one with Al Michaels to do that big primetime Sunday Night thing. Uh, but yeah, I was watching it on Sunday and I said, ah, John Madden, it's good to see him, but he's, we're not going to see him again after this. There's no, there's no showing up in a broadcast booth just for a couple minutes, just to, just to shoot the shit. There's no, there's no Madden podcast coming out. There's not, it's, he's done all that and it's over. And this is just one final, one final goodbye for all these players and coaches and broadcast partners to tell him how much they loved him for his wife and his sons to do the same thing and for him to get to be in the room and see it and uh, and get that and then you know get to spend the holiday that, that's what they said is after the he the whole family was there watching with him on Christmas and then afterwards he went around and asked everybody what they thought of it um so I think and I'm sure everybody just said it was great cuz it was it was really good and uh and then he passed away on Tuesday and I thought Jesus I was just thinking on Sunday, like, yeah, Madden's not going to be around for much longer. And then there he goes two days later. And then we were talking about Betty White in the same, you know, we're talking about Madden. And I just mentioned something like, yeah, Betty White, you got to watch out because she's got, she's only three weeks away from her 100th birthday. So I don't, I hope she makes it. I said, but I said to my, my mom and to Kim, we were talking about it. I said, I think she's going to make it to 100 because it's only a few weeks away. I said, I think Betty White makes it to 100 and not much more. I said, if Betty, this was my, I think my sentence exactly, the statement was, if Betty White is still alive in April, I will be very, very surprised. That's, that was my statement. <laughs> and then, uh, what, like two days later, <laughs> Betty White has died at the age of 99. Like, oh my God. I did the same thing. Maybe I just have like a Golden Girls thing because when Rue McClanahan died, I remember I was in the car for some reason. My parents were driving and we were all in the car. I don't remember where we were going, what we were doing. I was, I mean, I'm like 30 years old, but we were with my folks for some reason. And I said to myself, I just, for some reason, Rue McClanahan popped. I said, oh, Rue McClanahan. 
she's probably going to die soon. And she died like two days later. It's crazy. It happens, it happens quite often. I made a, oh God, I, I don't want to get into it anyway. Uh, but it's, it's sad. And, uh, I, I, you know, Betty White is one of those, like the last of the grandmas, even though she's not actually a grandmother. I don't think she has kids, does she? I don't believe so. Um, but, uh, you know, she, she reminds anyone my age of a certain age, like she reminds everyone of their grandmother. She so reminds me of my grandmother, just the way the mannerisms like from that generation. And just, so, you know, there's just a, it's hard to quite pinpoint it down, but, um, there's something very grandmotherly. And the last of the grandmas, like my grandmother died in 2018. Most of my friend's grandmothers died over the last few years. Uh, my best uh, buddy, Double J, his grandmother died summer of 2020. And then the last of like the grandmas that I knew uh, was my uncle Rick's mother who passed away almost a year. It was last January. And she was, uh, I mean, Betty White was just so close to the end. This, uh, she was um, my uncle's mother who was, you know, like by extension, not, I wouldn't like call her grandmother, you know, I wouldn't call her grandma or anything like that, but we had a great relationship. She was always just so sweet and she was so sweet to my kids. We'd go and visit. She, she'd be in the back room watching Jeopardy, just like my grandmother used to do. And she'd just have the biggest smile and she loved to see my kids. She would, you know, she would give my kids big hugs and tell them, you know, how much she loved them. And she'd give them 20 bucks every time. I mean, just like grandmother stuff. And uh, so it was really nice for my kids having lost their great-grandmother a few years ago and being pretty young when she died to have a, you know, to have somebody else uh, kind of fill that, fill that void to some degree. And so she died last January of COVID and she was a few months shy of 100. We last saw her on her 99th birthday. It was during COVID and they had a big parade with fire trucks and all that stuff. And we drove... It was an hour drive. We drove out there so we could be in this parade and wave and, and, you know, had signs, you know, we love you, happy birthday, that kind of thing. So we got to see her sitting at the end of the driveway and wave to her and, and, and then drove off. And then, um, yeah, and then she was in. I was so happy that my uncle put her in a video. I had asked all the family members to make just a quick, you know, 10-second video, 30, whatever you, whatever you can do, just to say happy birthday to Kim for her birthday last year in 2020. And, uh, and he included his mother in that video, which was so nice. Uh, and then we, you know, it was COVID, so we didn't get to see them again. And then she passed away uh, almost a year ago and about three months shy of her, of her 100th birthday, which is a bummer. And then so it's like, okay, all the grandmothers that I know, all the, all the women who were, you know, my grandmother's age, give or take, uh, you know, in that generation, they're all gone now. Uh, everybody's everybody's grandmothers are gone. And so it was like, all right, well, there's still Betty White though. America, the world's grandmother, America's grandmother. She's still around. And, uh, and it was kind of one of those, you know, it's like Betty White, Tony Bennett, as far as like grandparent aged people, uh, which is crazy to think that Tony Bennett, I think he's a, he's a year older than my grandmother. Uh, and they just had that, you know, Tony Bennett got like Madden got the final finale, you know, 
got his send off with the special over the weekend, over Christmas weekend. Tony Bennett got his send off. The thing that he, the performance with Lady Gaga, like he's you know dementia has fully you know has really taken a hold of him. But as as Lady Gaga has said, when they would get together and sing the songs, it's like he snaps back into being Tony Bennett for that moment, for those songs, for performing, because that's what he know. That's what all he's been doing for his whole life. So he can hop back into being Tony Bennett, the entertainer and performer, and still do it. And, you know, he's not going to perform probably ever again. And Tony Bennett, uh, I hate to do what I always do, but, you know, TB is probably, uh, yeah, I, you know, I'm not going to say it. You know what I'm thinking. I think we're all thinking it. The guy is now 95, 96. Um, so, you know, there's a handful of those people left, like Mel Brooks. Tony Bennett, Bob Barker, Carol Burnett. I don't know. There's, I'm sure there's a couple that I could think of, but there's not many. I'm, I'm struggling to think of people who are still out there, who are active and who are working and who are you know still in the, in the limelight to some degree, who are my grandparents' age. There's not a whole lot of mid-90-something people. My grandparents would be 94 or 96 if they were alive. So there's not, not a lot of 94, 95, 96-year-olds still still out there working. Um, but yeah, so Betty White was, you know, one of a, one of a small handful of people who is of my grandparents age, who reminds me of my grandparents, who is in the public eye, who always makes me happy and makes me smile when I see them. And so now she's gone. So it's very sad. And I know there's people who are like, oh, what's the, you know, she made it to 99. That's great. You know, what's so sad? Well, yeah, but you can still be sad. <laughs> It's possible. And I know I never met her. I don't know her personally. But you can still be sad. When people die who you've never met, you can still be sad. You know, when you see on the news a stranger who died, you know, a family dies in a horrible, you know, car accident or something, a drunk driving or something. I can be sad. I've never met them. I never will. It's very sad. And I know that's far more tragic than a woman living a full life to the age of 99 doing more than most people would accomplish in 10 lifetimes and having a great, peaceful end to her life. There's nothing tragic about it, per se, but you can still be sad about it. I'm sad about it. Uh, so anyways, Betty White. Uh, so uh, frankly, because they were going to do like a birthday celebration for her, and I feel like she was going to be a part of it, my guess is she thought about like, oh my God, I have to leave the house. I have to go out. I have to do like this shit. I get like we just, they've done it a lot. They've had a lot of like, you know, Betty White tributes and things. And she probably just said, it's enough already. I don't want to do this anymore. She probably said, I know. I get it. You love me. I love you. Everything's great. I don't want to be part of a, I don't want to get up and have to get dressed and go out and have this birthday celebration and TV and makeup. And so she just said, you know what? I'll be done with it now. <laughs> Uh, but good, hey, look, Madden makes it to 85. I didn't think he would make it that far just based on how huge the guy is. Betty White, I figured, like, okay, she'll probably make it to 100 and not, not much more past that. And she got close. Look, she was still alive. Technically, she did make it to 100, right? Like, she was still alive. <laughs> she was alive 100 years ago. So, all right. She just was on the other side of the... Anyway, uh... So that's so that's that. Two two big names, two people that I was very fond of who entertained me endlessly because I was a huge Golden Girls fan. 
Still am. Always will be. Uh, big Betty White fan. She was great on everything. I mean, like Community she was on. Uh, she was she's on like so many guest appearances on shows. SNL, hosting SNL was great. Just such a funny, fun person. So it's sad that she's gone, but uh I'll fucking boy, you couldn't you couldn't ask for a, a better life well lived. She did all right, uh, Betty White. Uh that old cunt Betty White, as Joan Rivers used to say. <laughs> oh man. Anyways. Uh so yeah, that's all. They're both gone, and it's uh, it's uh, it's too bad. But you know, I would. That's why I'm like, WWE put Bob Barker in the Hall of Fame. Like one of the greatest Raws ever was when Bob Barker hosted The Price Is Right on Raw, The Price Is Raw or whatever it was called. And uh, it was after it was two years after he retired from the show, and they had him come out and he did the whole showcase. Thing, you know, all this usual stuff. It was so funny. It was so entertaining. Him with Santino Morella and Chris Jericho and everything. And I think that episode, like Drew Carey is in the WWE Hall of Fame. He appeared once in the Royal Rumble. I think, isn't he in the Hall of Fame? I'm pretty sure he is. Drew Carey, the current host of Price is Right, he's in the Hall of Fame. That's fine. He made one appearance on WWE one time, and it was funny. Bob Barker made one appearance, and it was legendary. So I say, just put Bob Barker in the Hall of Fame so we can see him make a hall of fame acceptance speech like a public appearance by bob barker i would love that uh anyway yeah there's that's it there's a handful like i said bob barker mel brooks carol burnett tony bennett betty white was one and now she's gone yeah there's i'm sure there's a few that i could uh, i don't know mr feeney from boy meets world he's still he does cameos and he's He's well into his 90s. I think he's, yeah, 95, 96, 97. He's certainly up there. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, you got to yeah enjoy them, the few that are still around. It's just crazy. Like World War II veterans will, will be extinct in my lifetime and certainly in my kid's lifetime, which is just crazy. But, uh, yeah, make, yeah, enjoy them while they're, while they're still around. I guess that's all. Uh, Okay, that's it. Talk to you some other time. Later, Gators.